Hello and welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who made the choice to swap rigidity and impossibly high standards for joy, ease, and flow. Now I'm on a mission to boldly build an impactful, insanely successful business and to help other women do the same. So if you're ready to up-level and step into the next version of yourself, then join me as we commit to imperfectly designing the business and life of our dreams. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 96 of the All or Something Living podcast. This week, I am going to talk to you about my experience with COVID-19 slash the Rona, um... But before we get into it, just want to catch you up on everything. So I've been experimenting lately with batch working. Actually, really, since I started my business and started learning about, you know, the different ways you can run a business and especially an online business, I have been experimenting and I have tried so hard to batch work, which batch work is basically completing all of your podcast episodes for like three months at once, um, writing all of your your social media posts at once and then scheduling them out. And I've gone back and forth, honestly. I have done both. I've done it in real time and I've also batch worked. Batch worked? Batched it. I've batched it. And I think what I'm starting to realize is that I really enjoy the real time kind of stuff because so many things are automated these days and I almost sometimes feel that I'm less authentic. I think like obviously sometimes it's going to be necessary to batch work and that's why it's appealing like say I'm going on a vacation or I know I'm going to have a busy few weeks um, to be able to batch a few episodes in advance so that you have something waiting for you. But just overall, I really like making these episodes or creating social media posts in real time. And this is for you too, if you own a business or you're thinking of owning an online business, especially say a coaching business where you create digital courses or you coach people, it's something for you to think about, you know, for you to decide what works for you. And I guess it also would depend on your topic. I think for me, A lot of what I talk about is very life-based, and so part of the reason why I started this podcast and I enjoy making this podcast is so that I can talk you through the things that I'm going through in my life and how I work through them because I've done a lot of work on, you know, how to navigate difficult things or maybe not necessarily difficult, but, you know, just the different seasons in life or, um, I, I learned so much from what other people are doing, like learning what are their routines or what are their processes for navigating certain things. And so that's why I'm sharing with you because, you know, we're just living our lives and thinking, oh, no one can learn from the way that I'm living Um, or the little things that I'm doing, but really that's, we're such social creatures. I think that's how we learn best. And I love the idea of not necessarily learning what other people are doing so that you can compare yourself to what they're doing. And, oh, there's Orca, one second. Okay, I'm back. I had to go lock Orca away so that she wouldn't be disruptive. But anyway, um, As I was saying, you learn so much from the way that other people live, not so that you can compare yourself to what they're doing and feel shame about yourself and and what your life looks like, 
but so that you can almost treat everything as like a menu of sometimes you learn something that other people do and you're like, wow, I didn't even think about that as an option. I'm going to adopt that for myself. And so that's why that's the kind of stuff that I love learning from. Um, Oh my gosh. So even just not even talking about the going into the episode fully yet about COVID, but I just literally walked across the hall, picked Orca up and put her in my bedroom and I'm like out of breath. That's what, um, I think my lungs are still recovering from everything. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, so that's what I've been working on is just, I want to be more real time with you or in real time with you so that I can feel connected to you. So that when I put a post out there on Instagram, um, I can actually like, know like I'm still in the feeling of that post that I created, say that morning or that day. And I just love when you guys reach out to me on Instagram. I love to know who's listening, what you're getting out of the episode. And also so that if you do reach out to me and say you DM me um, and you're like, hey, this week's episode really resonated with me. I needed that. Thank you. I'm not like, what was it about again? Because a lot of the times I feel that way. And also, I mean, I do listen. I actually do listen to my own podcast, too. So a lot of times I try and stay updated. Um, You know, life is just so dynamic and it's always changing. And so... Um, yeah, and that's why I like to also share those changes with you. So I love when, like I said, I love when you reach out to me on Instagram. And if you're not there with me yet, I'm over at Lauren M. Kepler. Lauren Kepler was taken, so it just has my middle initial M in there for Marie. I am not planning on changing my, um, my last name on the website or anything like that on social media once Jason and I get married just to make it easier to find me. Um, And speaking of, I know that last week I kind of confused everybody when I said that we were getting married last Friday. We were supposed to get married and then the whole COVID thing happened. And so we ended up actually just canceling the Vegas elopement completely. But my mom and my aunt still got to come into town this weekend and we had a really fun weekend and Jason and I still got a photo shoot done because our original photographer for the original wedding was not able to or not willing to, um, and I totally understand her decision on that, give us our deposit back for our photography. So she still agreed to do a photo shoot with us, which was amazing of her to do. She definitely didn't have to do that. So we took some pictures on the strip on Sunday. It was actually a lot of fun, but it was, we only had three hours of shooting time. So we were in such a rush. It was crazy, went by crazy fast. We took pictures at the Bellagio, the Mirage, the Venetian, and we ended at the Vegas sign. And thankfully, we have this amazing driver named Sean. Because we didn't have the wedding, Jason was able to hire us a driver. So he literally like to, dropped us off at the best spot so that we could run in quickly, take our pictures. My feet were killing me because I was obviously wearing all these fancy heels. I did three shoe changes, not any outfit changes, but shoe changes because I was wearing a dress that was short at the front and long at the bottom. So I wanted to show my shoes. Um, and honestly, you guys, if you follow, if, again, if you know me or you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I'm really big into style 
and I would say fashion, but I feel like style and fashion are different. I'm really big into style, and so I, um, I don't know. I didn't really like this look. I looked back in the pictures, and I almost feel like I looked almost like a granny or a young chubby girl going to prom <laughs> and I'm not like saying that to hurt my own feelings or you know shame myself like I genuinely was like mm, probably not the best look for me but you know lesson learned the pictures have a beautiful memory behind them and that's what I will remember alrighty well enough of that let's get into the episode I just wanted to let you know as well, if you've been following along with the launch of my course, Vibrancy on Demand. So Vibrancy on Demand is my signature digital course. If you don't know what I do primarily when it comes to coaching, I create digital courses and I sell those. I do sometimes do one-on-one -on -one coaching and that's on special request, but I do prefer to put out these courses. That way you have lifetime access and you can go back to them time and time again. Um, and I, you know, you can go at your own pace or have your own journey with that, but you'll have access to the information for life. Um, so Vibrancy on Demand was a course that I originally had launched last summer. And at first it was more so of a self-care course. Um, I had like different, so it was a four week course and week one, I forget exactly what week one and two were, mainly self-care. And then week three was nutrition and week four was exercise. And I started to feel though like the course was kind of lacking as far as um, having a journey to take you on. So beautiful for self-care ideas, but what you really want as a course consumer is a transformational experience. So I wanted to figure out a way where I could take you from where you are now to where you want to be, even if that's like not a huge level up for you or, you know, because everybody experiences transformation differently. Maybe right now there's one thing in your life that you really want to focus on, but you don't exactly know how to navigate and, you know, make it easier for you to actually implement changes and be consistent with that. So that's what the new version of Vibrancy On Demand is going to be all about. So I'm literally going to take you from starting out like deciding, okay, where, where am I now? And then where do I want to be, say, four to six weeks from now? Okay, so now how can I visualize? I'll take you through exactly how you can visualize and create that plan for your future. And then throughout the rest of the Vibrancy on Demand course, I teach you how to implement the routines that are going to make you more consistent in your everyday life. So doing the things that are going to help you feel really good and really energized and um, and again, to infuse that self-compassion component into that because self-compassion is so important as you're making changes. And then I'll teach you exactly how to um, strategically create like a flexible routine. And for morning routines, I'll walk you through that. For evening routines and then sprinkling self-care throughout that. Um, and then I have a lot of good bonus stuff in there on nutrition and I kept a lot of the original stuff that of uh, the original course because it was really good information but I put that into the bonus section instead. So I'm really actually very excited for this launch. It was supposed to release October 19th but then everything happened with first of all our news with us moving to Japan. 
I was gonna keep it still even with that because then we found out you know now we have to get married October 24th and I was like I'm gonna have a wedding in the middle of a launch that's crazy but I was still gonna do it and then we got COVID and I was so sick that I wasn't able to work for the last two weeks so the course will not be ready in time but if you want to keep if you want to stay in the know and keep updated on when I'm actually going to launch the course. Um, the new launch date is, let me double check. The new launch date is November, November, the second week of November. So November 9th. And so I pushed it back just a few weeks. And so that's going to be available to you. Um, and if you want to kind of get a sample on what the course is going to be like, what sort of things that I'm going to walk you through, maybe you've never worked with a coach before and you're not sure what it's like, or you've never taken a digital course before, go to laurenkepler.com or visit the show notes and sign up for my free audio training called how to build the life and biz of your dreams. That's a free audio training and roadmap. And so you'll also get an idea of the types of training that I offer inside of the digital course. So in Vibrancy on Demand, you have a mixture of audio trainings, of workbooks, of video trainings, of guided um, visualizations and guided meditations. So you're going to have all of that available to you in the course. And so if you really like this layout that I do with my audio training for how to build the life and biz of your dreams, and if you like the visual roadmap, then you're going to love the course. So like I said, go ahead and sign up for that at laurenkepler.com. Visit the show notes, or as always, you can just reach out to me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kepler and just ask me for details, and I'll send you anything you want to know. Alrighty, so let's. I don't think there's going to be much. The reason that I talk so much is I feel like there's a lot for us to catch up on. So the intro was a little bit long, um, but I don't think that there's much to say. Like there's not a ton to say about our experience with COVID, but I just, I really want to talk about it because I've been getting a lot of questions and people are really curious about, you know, if you haven't had it yet, like, what is it really like? And I know I was the same way. So I'm very obviously open to talking about it. Okay. So how did this whole thing start? So a few weeks ago, actually, I just kind of want to preface this first by talking about our approach to everything. Um, obviously when things shut down back in March, we stayed home the entire time. Thankfully, Jason was, you know, he's military, so they shut down his whole shop. Now that I'm working from home, there wasn't really anything. I didn't have to, you know, worry about going out of the house or anything. So we were only leaving for grocery shopping um, or absolute essentials. And then when everything opened up, we were really stir crazy, honestly. And so I know there was a lot of judgment about people going out into the world and um, especially when things started to open up like people were getting shamed for going out and doing things whether it's traveling or whatever and and back in June when things on the strip started to open up again we were stir crazy by that time my like mental and physical health was starting to suffer and I just needed to get out of the house now thankfully um we live in Vegas, so it's really easy to have a nice staycation. And, and what was really cool, too, was that 
the Venetian was like had crazy cheap rooms. And so we just went on a staycation over there to the Venetian, got this like, what was it? 2,500 square feet room for like $160 a night, this like giant suite. So just for one night, we went down there. Um, we did go into the pool. So pretty much we went out to dinner and then we stayed in our room the whole night. And then we went to the pool the next morning, which it was kind of busy, but it was again, social distance. So we got to just sit in our, lay in our little chairs and we ordered a drink and we just hung out for a little bit. And then we went home from there. Um, and at that time, masks were still optional. So I honestly was one of those annoying people that was sometimes wearing a mask, but not always. And I was still just kind of navigating how I felt about the whole situation. Um, and so I don't know, I tend to kind of consider myself a, somewhat of a risk taker. And, you know, make whatever judgments that you want about that. I personally, that's just what I did. And I was also very careful about judging others, not judging others for their choices, too, because this is new for all of us. And we all have been hearing this, like, two-sided story. Like, some people have been talking about, um, actually, it was on TikTok, because I've gotten really big into TikTok this year. And I see a lot of, I love TikTok because it almost gives you like the news in real time, like from the source. And so it's people out there and there's one side of people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these terrible people that aren't wearing their masks in public. And then the other side of, wow, these people that are sheep and they're so scared, what idiots. And then here I am, you know, being myself somewhere in the middle and just being like, honestly, yeah, this is, this is so hard for all of us. Like this is just new territory. And so I was very careful about how I approached all of that. Obviously when masks became mandatory, I didn't make a big deal about it. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't love wearing masks, but I'm going to, because this is just, you know, this is what we're doing. Whether it's, I think like, whether it's to make other people more comfortable who are afraid of getting COVID or maybe they have someone at home who's immuno immunocompromised or maybe they are. Um, I would rather wear, at this point, I would rather wear the mask and be wrong about it being helpful than not wear the mask and be wrong about it being helpful, if that makes sense. So anyway, I just share all that to say our stance was that we were kind of in the middle. We weren't like strictly at home, not doing anything, but we were also wearing our masks and social distancing and following all those guidelines. Now, only a few weeks ago, I finally got the courage to get back to the gym because I was really missing the gym. Um, it's too hot right now to really go outside and work out in Vegas. I was doing home workouts, but it just didn't feel the same. Um, so it's like been like 110 degrees, 120 degrees out here in Vegas, just crazy. And I missed lifting. Um, and my health has kind of been deteriorating throughout the year. My blood pressure has been at an all-time high. My cholesterol is high. My thyroid's not working correctly. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take the risk of going back into the gym. And, um, and I started to. And honestly, I was like, the gym is the place. If I get COVID, the gym is the place that it's going to be. 
Turns out it wasn't the place. <laughs> we went home to visit family for a weekend, and sometime on that trip, we contracted it. And so a few days later, we get home from the trip, and this was about two weeks ago now, two and a half weeks ago. And um, we get back from the trip, and on Tuesday afternoon, Jason, it's so weird how it happened. Jason gets home from work, and then at the same exact time, I start feeling kind of weird. And he said when he got home from work, he was feeling kind of weird. And like weird as in like something's off with our bodies, but we didn't think too much of it. Well, by the time we were going to bed, he was feeling really crappy, and thankfully he had bought a thermometer a few weeks before. So we took his temperature, and he was running a fever. He was about 100.3 or something like that. I was still feeling, or my temperature was still semi-normal. It was like 98. The other thing that I recently learned, though, is that um, when you have, like, if your thyroid's not working correctly, your temperature is going to be low. If you're below 97, if your temperature runs below 97 most days, that's an indication that you have a thyroid issue. So when Jason had bought the thermometer, I always thought my temperature is so low, I don't think this thermometer works because I'd be at like 96 or 95. So even me being at 98 was something. So anyway, that night we went to bed and in the middle of the night, we both woke up with just raging fevers. Like I was, well, I guess not high fevers. I think it was what you'd consider a low grade fever. I was at like 101.6 and he was around like between, I think 100 and 101 or maybe low 101s. I can't exactly remember. Anyway, I just knew I got a sick feeling in my stomach. I was like, if we're both up in the middle of the night with a fever, this probably means something. And so I just knew I was like, great. And now we have this wedding planned for like coming up soon. And I don't think, you know, we're going to be able to make that, especially if we test positive. And so um, him again being military, they are very proactive about things like this. And if you want to miss work because you think you're sick, you have to go to the doctor and basically get on put on what's called quarters, which is um, like a doctor directive to stay home. And so, and them again, with them being so proactive, if anyone right now suspects that they have COVID, anyone in their office, they have to go get tested right away and then put on, you know, of course their quarantine if they test, well, even before they get their results back, they're on quarantine. So they can't even go into work if they think they have it. So he got tested that morning because he had symptoms and he was the only one to get tested that morning on base. They pushed his results through and he, two hours later, got the call that he tested positive. I never actually went and got tested, which again is another controversial thing, um, but I personally just didn't feel the need to go and be told that I had something that I already knew that I had. Um, I know that does skew the numbers as well for like statistically. I've also heard a lot of things about the numbers being skewed anyway, that like they're putting, you know, they're saying people have COVID when they haven't, like, I don't know, when they haven't actually tested positive. So I'm not sure. There's always, you know, when it comes to statistics, there's always that margin of error. So I was like, oh, I can't, I can't even get out of bed. I 
was so, I was in so much pain the first few days. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to go get tested because first of all, I don't work anyway outside of the home. So I'm just going to quarantine with Jason. And yeah, again, maybe that wasn't the best choice that I made, but that's the choice that I made. And so day one, I had the worst migraine that I've had in a really long time. I'm actually on a medication for migraines because I get them pretty often. So this medication had taken me down from like three migraines a week to maybe one a month. And so this was like, it was horrible. My whole body hurt. My back was cramping the most. I was like, am I starting my period too? Or is this COVID cramps? My legs felt like I was having growing pains. Um, and I'm one of those people that don't, that rarely get sick. And when I do get sick, it's like a one day quick thing. So I, um, and I'll talk more about this in a minute, but a lot of people were like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just the flu or whatever. Well, I'm not somebody who gets the flu. And so for this to get to me, it has to have, you know, it obviously is very powerful and it impacts everybody so differently. So the first few days I was exhausted, couldn't get out of bed in pain. Um, and then for about like, I don't know, my timeline is so off because it was such a blur feeling miserable. Like I would stay in bed until like three. And then when Jalen would finish up school downstairs, I would go onto the couch for the rest of the day. That's about as much energy as I had. Couldn't even work. Couldn't even think straight. Um, so after a few days, the symptoms started slowly dwindling. I stopped getting fevers. My headaches went away. And then I just felt like I had like a cold. So I was congested. My taste and smell completely left for probably six days or so. Um, and as far as treatment, I didn't really do anything except take like Excedrin extra strength as needed when I was feeling like the headaches or the pain. But other than that, I did a lot of just holistic, like I made sure I was eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. All I really was craving was fruit. Um, so I that's really all I ate for the week was just some fruit and occasionally, um, I don't know, some quinoa or something. And yeah, so so yeah, so the symptoms started to slowly dwindle down. I took oh, I took Epsom salt baths for the muscle soreness. I took quite a few of those, a lot of showers, um, ice packs, heat packs. I'm trying to think of what else. A lot of tea. So really, I just focused on nurturing my body so that my body could put the work into healing. And that's, you know, I mean, that's really considered a holistic treatment. That's what I love about holistic treatments is you're nurturing your body so that your body has the strength to recover from something. And that's why I didn't even try to work or get out of bed or anything, because I knew that my body would need this recovery time. And so also from you know, experience, I knew that I was like, if I try and, um, if I try like when I'm feeling better, you know how you get sick and you get this like surge of energy and then you go crazy and then you start feeling sick again. Well, I made that mistake a few times the, during the two weeks that I was in quarantine, but then I realized quickly, like I need to let like fully heal myself. 
you know, you like start to feel good and you think you can go back into regular everyday life. This kind of tricks you into feeling that way because Jason did that quite a few times and he would just go back to feeling like crap. So through it was funny, like throughout the the few weeks, Jason and I would like I would feel good and then I would take care of him and we'd swap. So that was kind of helpful. But even right now, the president is like yesterday just got out of treatment after like, what, three days or four days or something crazy like that. He's like, oh, I'm feeling better, ready to go back to work. And I'm like, boy, (laughs) I don't know if that's such a good idea. But, you know, everybody, um, again, everybody treats sickness differently. So I fully stopped experiencing symptoms, I would say like Thursday, which was funny because or ironic because that was like about the end of our quarantine period so it worked out perfectly and that's also when my um mom and aunt came into town so I it was a little bit hard to keep up with them this weekend and I still am just easing into it um as far as like having the energy to go a full day like yesterday I worked a half day anyway so that was the experience um My overall thoughts about COVID is, you know, back at first when we were learning about it and um, I was still in school, I was still at UNLV full time and I was studying it in microbiology and it was that time when everyone was like getting hyped up about it and freaked out before we really knew where it was going to lead to. And I am somebody who tends to be more optimistic and not look at the doomsday way of things. And so personally, I was just like, oh, you guys, it's not a big deal. It's just going to go away soon. I didn't, again, when you've never seen anything like this in your lifetime, you never imagine that the whole world is suddenly going to shut down for the rest of the year and who knows how long. Um... And so, of course, I wasn't like, you guys, it's all going to shut down. Some people were, and good good on them for having the foresight. But I was very, like, I was skeptical about it, to be honest. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. It's nothing. And then here we are. And, you know, and I've already talked about how what my stance was on masks um, at first. I really just didn't like wearing them because they're uncomfortable, And that's about it. I didn't have any better reasons for not wanting to wear it because I also kind of tend to err more on the side of caution. If I'm somewhere in the middle, I'm more toward the cautious side and mainly out of respect for others and their experiences um, or, you know, how they might feel about something. I want to, if I'm out in public, I want to be respectful to those around me. So that's why... Um, in a lot of cases when I wasn't wearing my mask, when, before it was mandatory, a lot, it was because I would, you know, go into the store and nobody was wearing their masks. So I'm like, okay, if you guys don't want to protect me, I won't protect you either. And also I was like, I'm home all day anyway. So if I had it, like I would know by now because I only would go out like once every two weeks or something. So everyone again is having this, like, we're having this really uneven stance and opinion in the United States, at least I can't speak for everybody, other countries, but I do know in the United States, I mean, we're just divided in so many ways right now. And this is just another one of those things that we're using as a tool to divide us. 
um, and that I believe our president is not being a very good leader and he's also using it as a tool to divide us and to shame the people that are being more cautious. Um, Anyway, so when I was talking about the symptoms and, you know, I'm not sharing this to my experience to say that everyone's experience has been like this. Obviously not because we've had over 200,000 deaths at this point. So yes, there have been many, many people who have gotten it, who again, it's affected in different ways. I would say it affected me a lot worse than any other illness I've had in years. I didn't die from it, thankfully, I because I am a generally healthy person. And so it's really easy, even, you know, it killed me yesterday to see that tweet from the president who he was like, everyone's just being too dramatic. Like everyone needs to stop worrying about this so much. I did fine. I feel better than I have in 20 years. Like, great. Awesome for you. But you, um, you had a really amazing care team and you have the best like medicine, everything available at your fingertips. It is so easy to say, and this isn't just related to COVID, this is related to racism in America, everything that we've been facing this year. It is so easy to look at the world from your lens, your personal experience, your tiny little world that you live in and say, this is what the world looks like because this is how I see the world. Oh, it's not that bad because it wasn't that bad for me. And that's this me versus us mentality that we've developed of this like, well, I don't experience racism or I've never seen it or I've never played a part in it, so it must not exist. And what we have to remember is that every we have we need to honor everybody's experiences and not just feel that if something works for us or something is like we have to stop getting stuck in that thinking because that is what is dividing us. That's what's tearing us apart is not embracing the fact that every everybody's different, that we're all diverse. We live in this diverse world. And so when people say, oh, it's not that bad, you have to keep in mind the 200,000 people that have died from this, that weren't as fortunate, that maybe did have pre-existing conditions or compromised immune systems or whatever it is, you have to keep those people in mind and their loved ones. So for me to say, oh, it's not a big deal and to forget and to dismiss and the leader of our country to dismiss all that all of these lives have been lost, that was somebody's grandma or that was somebody's daughter or that was somebody's son. And like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because I don't understand how we can just have such little regard for people's lives. And I think this is the problem. I mean, like I said, expanding it out to all the other issues that we're facing is that we're having such little regard for other people. And that is fucked up in my opinion. And so, um, you know, I, with the president getting it, Again, there were so many things, like so many people that were like, haha, he got a taste of his own medicine. I hope he dies. Like, um, or again, just a lot of different people thinking that he was doing it just to, um, like, just like it was a hoax that he didn't really have it, but he wanted to just quote unquote recover and then say that it wasn't a big deal, whatever his agenda was, um, you know. 
I think it's dangerous. I think that he is dangerous in so many ways. Again, for you to stand up in front of your country, the people that you lead and say, this isn't a big deal. Stop making it such a big deal and dismissing the fact that so many people have died from it. Like, I don't want to be a broken record, but that's the part that baffles me the most. And so when I am somebody who like being somebody for me last week, knowing that I had it, I quarantined for the whole two weeks. I did not leave my house. I made sure that I recovered first before going into contact with anybody because I know it's really easy to think about yourself and to say like, well, I need to get out of the house right now for this. I mean, it's like a two week quarantine. It's not that bad. I understand if it's like three months or so, but like two weeks, you know, not a, not a huge deal. Um, and for like selfish reasons, like I don't really care who I might infect because quote unquote, it's not that bad. Well, the thing is that maybe it wasn't that bad for me and maybe whoever I come into contact with, it might not be that bad for them. But what if they unknowingly, because I unknowingly came into contact with them or I did know and I didn't warn them, hey, I have COVID right now or, you know, I'm pretty like I'm only what, four days into having it or whatever, but I'm going to be into contact with you knowing that I have it, not going to tell you. And then you're going to get it not knowing that you have it and you're not going to have symptoms the first few days. You might go into contact with somebody, say like a sick family member or an elder or something like that, and then unknowingly give it to them. And that's the problem here. So that's where you have to start thinking about, you know, why is it important for me to be cautious and to really be aware of, um, especially, especially when you knowingly have it, or you've been in contact with somebody who has, who's like in the middle of it. And you know that as well. So that's another one of my gripes with, um, the president going back to work in like within like three days, you know, they showed a video of him going into the white house last night with, um, without a mask and saying like, Oh, I feel better. So obviously it's gone. You can still feel okay and be contagious. So that's really, you know, something to keep in mind. So, um, those are just my overall thoughts on it. Again, I, as always, like I, I want to be compassionate about whatever experience that you have, but also I think we should be realistic, um, in kind of knowing and weighing the risks and, and all that stuff and making our own decision based on that, not just based on what somebody else says or some research or, you know, whatever, like take it all into account and decide what works for you. Um, and really I think the bottom line is just have compassion for other people. Take compassion into account when you're deciding what to do with your life and your body, take others into account as well. Um, so <laughs> that's all that I, my little rant that I had to go on with that because it was getting a little frustrating as I was sick and people were reaching out and like giving me their conspiracy theories. And that's not helpful when you're somebody that is really sick and you're not feeling well. And then you have people, um, trying to pass on their conspiracy theories to you or to say, oh, it's not that bad. That's not really um, a kind thing to do as a person. So yeah, so that's all about that. Let me know, uh, as always come over into Instagram 
and talk to me. Have you gotten it? Do you know someone who has had it? Do you know someone who's passed away from it? What are your thoughts on um, people, the masks, the maskers versus the anti-maskers? What are your feelings about the president getting it and, you know, his saying like what he has said about it or how he's led the country through this whole pandemic this year? Um, Any of it, just come chat with me. And this weekend, I'm going to be recording a bonus episode with Jason. So I'm going to start doing one once a month with him because you guys really love having him on here. And he's taught me a lot of the stuff that I know. So I also love learning from him. So if there's any topic that you want us to cover or any specific question that you have for the episode Um, that we're going to be recording this weekend. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it comes out or between then and Saturday, that's the time to send me any questions. I think this week we're just going to talk about um, how we've navigated this, uh, this whole year together and what it's been like for our relationship with our wedding being pushed back and then pushed forward and all over the place and finding out we're moving to Japan and just how we stay strong as a couple through these challenges and these changes and and the barriers that we faced I mean we've been you know bickering a lot more this year than we ever really do and so you know we'll talk some more about that so over at Lauren M. Kepler on Instagram come let me know what you want us to cover so that's all that I have for you this week I hope you're out there staying safe and healthy not just physically but also mentally thank you for hearing me out and um and always as always just remember that You know, you may not agree with everything that I say, and I welcome that. You might feel a little bit triggered by some of the things that I say. You might love it. Whatever it is, just remember that we're all having this human experience, and we all are kind of making it up as we go. We don't always know the right answers. I definitely don't claim to know the right answers, but I will be honest with you about how I experience the world. And I'm always open to new information and to learning new things and, and you know, adapting and changing and becoming a better person every single day. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I love having you here. And I can't wait to chat with you again next week. But until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.